With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Welcome back to the Coach Steve Show, the show where we talk to coaches all over the country. We talk sports from NFL, college football, uh, NHL, I guess the NBA, I guess LaFlop James. It's all going to be talked about here, Coach Steve Show. Welcome. Uh, we haven't done a show where we talked to, um, I haven't talked to a coach, I haven't talked to somebody. Uh, Brad and Nathan have decided that they want to be paid in real money, not in, uh, you know, crypto money. They want, I guess Dogecoin and AMC stock and then Bitcoin wasn't enough. And then when Elon Musk, you know, didn't want to be paid in Bitcoin anymore, uh, Brad and Coach West, who usually do my Sunday live shows, have decided they want real money to be doing this podcast. So we are, I'm holding, we're, I'm holding the line. They are going to continue to get paid in Dogecoin, Bitcoin, and then crypto and no real money. So I'm holding the line. They have chosen to take a leave of absence. They want real money for some reason. I have no idea why. Why Why? Why do they want real money? So if you only watch for Brad and Coach West, I'm sorry you're stuck with me. Um, I want to start doing more of these shows, thinking about doing mornings to just discuss sports. Uh, still, we'll talk to coaches, reaching out to plenty of good coaches that want to talk to me. I'm trying to get some lined up. Uh, I want to take this podcast to the next level. I'm diving all in. Um, so before I get going, please like, subscribe on the YouTube channel. Uh, please leave a review on uh, Apple. Um, give it how many stars you think it deserves, some reviews. Please, it really helps um, with algorithms and everything. Spotify, the same thing. Share it out. All Just all you got to do is subscribe and like. It's very easy. You don't necessarily have to re- leave a review. Just please, and it helps. And please, when I put it out there, please share it out. Again, unless we start to go fund me, it's going to be me until Brad and Nathan decide they don't they want to continue their Dogecoin. Uh, so we haven't done live shows on Sundays, uh, but I've been motivated watching some of the Pat McAfee shows and everything. Motivated to come back and do this. Uh, so here we go. Couple topics. Phil Mickelson. It was fantastic. Um, he has become, I believe, the oldest player. He won the PGA Championship in golf. People that don't know anything about golf, I believe he was the oldest player to win. And it was fantastic. Um, he played very, very well. I believe he's 50 years old, and he's the lefty, the lefty to win it all. It was a great scene. It made me a little nervous how close the people actually got to him. Uh, and the thing I noticed about everybody around him, it looks like, guys, we finally beat COVID. It looks like we're getting onto the other side of this COVID thing probably did a few months ago if you follow science and all that but anyway we're getting over it there was no masks nothing they were crowd around we're finally getting to the other side of covid which is fantastic and we've had sports back you know we had um, nfl play through covid we had college football and it was fantastic but to see that huge crowd right by phil 
to see the excitement. Like it was almost like a Tiger Woods when he makes the putt. This is what sports is. Sports has allowed us to forget our problems and to get away for a little bit. And it was great for him because he's been nothing but a class act. He's a great golfer. Um, he's done a lot for people. He's gone through a lot with his family. So it was just great to see the lefty, Phil Mickelson, not Nicholson, not Jack Nicholson, Phil Mickelson win the PGA Championship, become the oldest one to win it. Uh, Brad and Nathan, that's who you have to ask for your real money because we're all fake business and crypto here on the Coach Steve Show. Brad Nathan, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. But really, I'm going to need you back. We're going to do more of these shows. Going to need you back and get over the real money. But it was just great to see everybody surrounding him. It was a great thing for sports. This is why we needed sports during the lockdown and all that. When we didn't have sports, this is the type of stuff we were missing. And it was great to see it back uh, in action. And I feel like golf would have been the easiest sport to come back to. You don't really need all the people around you. But it was great to see everybody around you, um, and everything else. Uh, something else to talk about. Um, Tim Tebow was signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's going to be assigned as a tight end. He has switched his number to number 85. This has gotten a lot of heat. Um, Urban Meyer, his college football coach at the University of Florida, is the head coach there for Jacksonville. They uh, drafted Trevor Lawrence to be the quarterback. And then Tim Tebow comes out of retirement, sign him as a tight end. Now, this has gotten a lot of heat, and I don't know why. And it's turned almost political at the same time, and people are very upset about this. A lot of people are saying that he's taken a spot away from somebody working really hard who has been working for years to be a tight end, and he's just getting signed because he's Tim Tebow. Like, just because of who the coach is and because his name's Tim Tebow. I'm sorry to let, if this is a, a shocker to you, sports, a lot of times when it comes to coaching and some of these players, it's a who you know sometimes, not what you know business. Yes, maybe a part of the signing was because Urban said, hey, I coached him. I know him. Uh, do you think it's a leadership thing? Maybe he wants someone like that in the locker room. Maybe he wants someone to come in because Urban's going to bring his type of offense. He's going to adapt it to the NFL style of what it's going to. But to bring a guy in like Tim Tebow who knows how – Urban Meyer's mind works, how his offense is going to look. Um, Tim Tebow has been away from the game, I think, seven years. So for Tim Tebow, he's done a little bit of, I don't know if he's really talked to the NFL, but he talks college. I know he played some baseball, but sometimes to take a step back to really see the game, what, what will help. So that leadership to come for um, that locker room, I think that's what Urban is saying and thinking as mine now is a one-year deal was 900,000, 950 grand, but he still has to make the team. So I think he'll still be on the team, but he's got to make the roster. So people are like jumping all over this. In my mind, also when they say he's taking a spot away from somebody, well, who is a tight end that's standing out that maybe we could sit here and say, you know, immediately like, oh, we got to sign him over Tim Tebow. I'm sure there is, but the people that say, you know, oh, he's taking a spot away from somebody, well, what spot is he taking from somebody? And just because his position is going to be tied in, if he's not the starting tight end, which he probably wouldn't be, he'll go out and play special teams. I'm sure he can tackle people. I'm sure he can block somebody in space because he's big enough. You saw him walking down. He's big enough to go make the play. Did anybody else see him walking down 
he's just he's big enough. Uh, and then you, I think you could also, even though he's a tight end, it doesn't always mean he's going to have his hand in the dirt. He can line up in a wing. He can line up at the H back. He can go line up in space and do a little short passes. Maybe they could do a wildcat with him. Maybe they could throw it out to him to throw it back to Trevor Lawrence. Maybe they could throw it to him for a shot. Now that might be obvious, but that's something they can do. Um, I'm sure he still got it in his arm to make a pass, uh, set up a screen for him, do something. Um, yeah, he's going to be rested. He Has anybody not seen his workout videos before? I'm sure he's in great shape to go to the NFL. So some of the people that are hating this, that he's taking a spot away from somebody, not necessarily if he is, and there's a guy out there very, very good, just go sign him too. Go get him too. Like it's the NFL. If you think he's gonna make it, go get that other tight end who he apparently is taking a spot away from. Let's just calm down. Again, this is a who you know sometimes, not what you know business or what you can do business. Is a part of it ticket sales? Absolutely. He's from Florida. I think he's from Jacksonville. He went to University of Florida. Like all this stuff. Get over it. They've signed him. Move on. It's not like they signed him to play quarterback and they trapped Trevor Lawrence. You know, he's going to be a tight end. He's going to be an H-back. He can line up in the backfield if it's third and one on the goal line. Do you not want him to run it? Do you not want to run a fake with him? Now, can he block a defensive end in the NFL? I don't know. Maybe not. That's another thing that's been brought up is, is he going to be able to move somebody? and pan- It doesn't need a pancake. I coach offensive line. And I tell them, if you get a pancake, fantastic. Fantastic. Is that what I'm looking for all the time? No, I'm not. I'm not out there saying, get a pancake, flatten this guy. Let's do this. Let's do that. If it does happen, great. Is it a stat we look at? Absolutely. But it's not make or break. So to sit here and say, oh, we can't have Tim Tebow because he's not going to be able to go move this defensive end right away. It's not all about let's move him five yards. It's about let's maybe get in his way. Let's maybe we gallop or we can really like scoop inside, push him out, take that defensive end out and open up a hole and let an H-back fill in. Or we run a zone where he's not even going to block the end. He could run a pop. Like I'm sure he's athletic enough. Now a reports are saying people tried him at a tight end and it didn't go well. He can't something with the jets. And from my memory, I don't recall him being a tight end. I recall they tried to do special teams and this and that. He wasn't about being a, anything other than a quarterback. So I will admit, it is strange that all of a sudden he he didn't want to be a quarterback or he wanted to only play quarterback. He didn't want to go out and do anything else. Yes, it's it's very strange now that he's done that. But I think he was just tired of not playing football. I think he loves football. He went to go do the baseball thing. Um, he's really deep into his faith. He loves to do the mission groups and he loves to do all these other things, which is fantastic. But his thing is football. Maybe he tried and we don't know. See, that's the thing. We jumped to conclusions. Remember, it's the media. There's only certain media that we can trust. There's only certain reporters for the NFL that I will look at. Like Ian Rappaport, that he's on Pat McAfee show. I'll look at his stuff. But it's like anything other than the media when we look at politics and media. It's all about who's going to report it first. It's all about who's going to get this, who's going to get that. 
rather than waiting to see what was factual. So we are sitting here saying, oh, it didn't work out as a tight end, this and that. Well, he didn't want to do it. The fallback is he should have, and then maybe he still would be playing, and this wouldn't be such a shock. It's not like they drafted Kyle Pitts and said, okay, we've signed you to be our tight end, but we're also going to sign Tim Tebow. And a part of it's ticket sales. They need the money. It's all about the money. Okay? It's a business. NFL's a business. College football's a business. School districts are a business, for God's sakes. Like, it's a business. You got to make money. So this whole thing of, let's sign Tim Tebow, it's a stunt, whatever, maybe it is. But I don't think Tim Tebow would not do it if he didn't think that he had a shot of playing special teams, playing the NFL, being around Urban Meyer again, being maybe a mentor a little bit, even though he's not Peyton Manning or Tom Brady, but being a positive influence, being somebody that's going to show up and work hard. Do we not remember the videos of him getting punched in the stomach? He's going to show up every single day and work really hard. And he, if you read Urban Meyer's book, when he talks about different rankings of people, you know, when he's talking about, you know, the 80, you know, he's got the 80-10-10. I believe it's 80-10-10. Like Tom Tebow is his top 10%, and he tries to bring everybody up to that level no matter what. So he is going to bring those people up with him. So I think everyone needs to take a step back and get compared to the dang Colin Kaepernick thing. But I'm going to tell you right now, one of these guys wants to play football and the other one's got an agenda. Okay. And that's as far as I'm going to go with that. But somebody really wants to play football. Somebody really wants to get after it. And he is in Jacksonville. He's wearing number 85. And I hope he makes the team. And I hope he goes out there and makes plays. Even though I guess I could be an Urban Meyer fan again because he's not at Ohio State, but somebody there is going to help him, whether it's helping Urban Meyer get into the NFL and relax. It's going to help Trevor Lawrence. It's just going to help the locker room. It's going to be a positive thing. So everyone get over it. And he has to make the team still. So I think we need to get over the Tim Tebow thing. It's done. It's over. He's going to go out there and try to make the team. You can't tell me that he's not big enough and strong enough to get in the way of somebody. He doesn't have to plow them out of there, but he can get in the way and do different things in that offense. And he can help Trevor Lawrence figure out Urban Meyer's offense and get it into the NFL. It's not going to be the full um, college thing because it's the NFL. You're facing the professionals, but that's what's going to happen. Another report, Aaron Rodgers was seen flying down or seen getting off the plane and Hawaii. He deserves it. He needs a vacation. Um, he was the host of Jeopardy for a little bit. But it's been rocky with the Packers. He wants to leave. And you can't blame him. So today it was reported that Aaron Rodgers, now I'm recording this on May 24th. I'm going to quote Pat McAfee because he's an inspiration for doing this stuff. 2021 years after zero. So as of this recording, Aaron Rodgers was one of the names that was not there for OTAs. And then there's people in Hawaii that are leaking up these videos of him doing karaoke, playing the guitar. He's dancing. I think he's married. He's dancing. And he's not at practice. Okay. He doesn't want to be there. Okay. Packers have screwed the pooch on this one. They've shit the bed. I am a Bears fan slash Colts fan now. And... The Packers have been a pain and a thorn in our behinds as Bears fans. And it's because they, we had to deal with Brent Favre. 
then we they automatically get Aaron Rodgers, who just kind of dominates. Now he's won one Super Bowl. There's times where he's not clutch, quote unquote. He's still one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league today. And he's been around for a very long time in his 30s. He's been around for a long time. He does really good things. Anybody would want him on his team. Last year, they draft Landry, I think was his name. And he's the backup quarterback. They're not helping Aaron Rodgers. Now, he's got weapons as of right now, but he helps them. He makes throws and puts them in spots that a lot of people don't do. I think sometimes almost better than Tom Brady. Tom Brady will put that ball where it needs to, but Tom Brady has more of help throughout his career. He's had all pro defensive guys. He's had Hall of Fame defensive guys. He's had a bunch of weapons, but then Tom Brady's had not so good weapons, but he's always been around this offensive system that's kind of helped him even now when they won the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers always had Mike McCarthy, but they always didn't have a consistent offensive line. They didn't always have a consistent um, wide receiver core all the time. Now they did at some points, but at the same time, if I, if you were the Packers last year, you should have tried to get wide receivers. Uh, we'll just dive into this right now. Um, well, we'll get to this in a second. Like Julio Jones wants to be out of Atlanta. Why are you not going after him? If you brought him in, you don't think Aaron Rodgers would leave Hawaii, wife or girlfriend approval and get back? Like, I don't get it. So people are, I don't think they're freaking out, but yeah, as a fan of the Packers fan, you're sitting there going, you're being selfish. And I'll get to this because of LeBron James later. It's about the fans. I remember what you're doing for the fans. Now it's OTAs. I think Aaron Rodgers is well prepared to, to, to play. So that's not the issue. I think it's where he's at. It's not like he's working out by himself and this and that. Now he might be doing things down there, but I don't know if this is such a huge deal as everyone's making it out to be. But again, he wants out. And unless he sees something, he's kind of pulling a Kobe Bryant thing where he's kind of like, you know, I kind of want to leave until you guys show me that you're dedicated to winning now. Like, not in two years, not in three years, not in four years. We got to win now and try to win multiple years. You drafted a backup quarterback last year who played at Utah State, I think. And why? Why didn't you get a wide receiver? Why didn't you get a guy that could play running back, H-back, and wide receiver? Why did you not do that? And without that, he still had an MVP year and still led them to a great record. You get like this is a what the Packers have handled is kind of like what a Chicago Bears would handle this. You hear what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? So he's unhappy. He says he wants out. He wants to do all this. He's in Hawaii having a good time. He's not at OTA. So this is something to watch because he wants out. He wants out. I wanted the Bears to get him, but we drafted Justin Fields instead. Right, Coach West? I know Brad's out there flown around in the Dogecoin. I paid him to be on the podcast, and he'd rather get real money, I guess, or hams. Maybe I'll pay you in hams. So that's just something that happened. Uh, It's such a Bears move. So Packers fans, now you know how we feel as Bears fans every year. Now I'm a Colts fan now because we've decided and the internet spoke. I got to deal with Carson Wentz now. 
But maybe being a Colts fan, I can finally talk to Pat McAfee one day. That's on my bucket list. Sticking with the NFL, we all know Julio Jones has to be traded. He wants out. Even though they drafted Kyle Pitts and they have a new coach, um, it looks like they could do pretty well. looks like their offense could score points. Then they got some defensive players. So the Falcons did have like an A-plus draft. Even then, Julio Jones wants out. He wants to win. He's been in the NFL for a while. You know, he was win- he was a winner at Alabama. They they could have won the Super Bowl. They were up 28-3, and they lost to the Patriots. And then they all last year, they kept being up in games, and then they would lose them. So he was seen in a Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys hoodie maybe or a shirt. So on Undisputed with Shannon Sharp, who I can't stand, and Skip Bayless, who I used to be a big fan of, but he's slowly kind of falling off the wagon, but I still agree with him on some things. So Skip Bayless is a Cowboys fan. He and Shannon, apparently, I stopped following the show because of a lot of things that I've said. But I saw where it was. You know, they were talking about it. And so Skip was making a case of, should they get Julio on the Cowboys? How would that help the Cowboys? You got Dak Prescott coming back. You still have Ezekiel Elliott. Um, he can't have a worse year than he did last year. If the Cowboys can stay healthy, if Mike McCarthy can actually coach an offense, they'd be okay, I think, with Julio. So you don't just wear that unless he was a fan when he was a kid, which that's very possible. But they talked about it. Well, then uh, I think Shannon Sharp knows him and called him. So he's on the phone and saying, you know, hey, are you going to play for the Dallas Cowboys? Or, and I'm paraphrasing, are you going to play for the Dallas Cowboys? Or are you going to play for the Falcons? Or what's going on? And he said, um, he goes, oh, man, I'm out of here. I'm out of there. And he's talking about the Falcons, like, I'm out of there. And so then Shannon said, and he goes, I want to win now. And so Shannon, you know, of course, saying, well, you don't want to go with the Cowboys. And he goes, oh, I hear you or I know. And so I kind of hinted at that too. So it was like breaking, like he's like, I'm out of here. And this is the status because we haven't heard anything. We haven't heard if there's a trade. We haven't heard of if they were being talked about with anybody. So then all of a sudden it comes out as, oh, they wanted a first round pick for him in the draft. Nobody traded for him. And that's kind of hard to believe unless there's something we don't know about Julio. But the big story was is that Shannon Sharp called him, and the question is, did Julio know they were live? Because it was live. I didn't watch the show. I don't want to watch it anymore, hardly anymore. Um, Some of the takes, especially, I mean, Skip too, but Shannon Sharp as well. There's just some takes I just can't do. Go watch the Pat McAfee show or watch this. I feel like we can do better. Um, One day, then, then I think Pat McAfee will just shoot up, and I hope to be shooting this up as well. Uh, Brad and Nathan need to continue to accept the AMC stock. Or if somebody else wants to hop on with us too, that's fine. Um, So now the question is, is there a lawsuit involved? Because I think Julio has to know if you're recording, they have to know you're recording or you're live. And so did Julio not know they were on the show at the time? I don't know. So that, It's a bugaboo. I haven't seen anything about it. And I don't think Julio would sue over that. That's the thing. So people are talking about this, but if he's friends with Shannon Sharp, I don't think he's going to say, oh, I'm going to sue you. I think he's just going to be like, hey, man, what the hell? Like, I was we were live? You didn't tell me we were live. And I don't think he would sue to get more money because he has money. Um, Even though politicians and athletes, they apparently want all the money, not enough, you know, millions of dollars or whatever is not enough. They need it all. 
So that's the big thing is it was breaking news that it was live and he said this. Then we come to find out what the Falcons have been wanting. So if I'm the Packers, I'm going after Julio because he wants out. And now this is public like this. They're going to, the Falcons may be more pressured to get rid of him now. Maybe it was set up. Maybe Julio knew they were live and this is to get them to move. And it's maybe brilliant. But then it was reported the, pa- the Patriots may go after him. And it's like, Bill Belichick's been talking to Nick Saban. Nick Saban said, like, football has changed. It, it's changed from the eye formation and running the fullback dive and this and that. Sorry, guys, I do that. But he said in college football, for them, it's changed. It's changed to be more spread. You could still run the ball, but now you've got to be multiple formations, not just an eye formation with a hand down tight end and once in a while kick him out to a slot. It's changed to where you have to be not even, I don't even know if you want to call it spread, just like two wide receivers out here. We're in a pistol, we're in a gun, we have an H back, you can do split zone, you can do all this. He's found that his defense has to be almost fast. He can still have some big defensive linemen, but they've got to be fast. They got to have the speed. And I think Bill Belichick is changing that way as well. Like, oh, yeah, it's football is going to this. We need because he he don't want to be saying we're in a building for four or five years. He's doing it now. He's won so much with Tom Brady. Now he doesn't have Tom Brady. Tom Brady just won a Super Bowl. He's thinking now. So it's reported that they're going to go after Julio. As you guys know, the Coach Steve Show is also brought to you by the Unhinged Sports Network. The Unhinged Sports Network is a 24-hour, seven days a week, non-stop playing uh, radio podcast about any sport that you guys can imagine. They have a proud partnership with Fanatics. So if you go to the link in the description, uh, go to Fanatics, use that link, and go get some gear to support the Coach Steve Show and to support the Unhinged Sports Network. They have deals all the way up to 70% off. They have deals for free shipping. And they have every single sports team you can think of. Your college team is going to be on there. Your professional team is going to be on there. They have good deals on jerseys, t-shirts, hats, socks, anything you want. So please use the link in the description to go to fanatics.com. Save big on your team's gear to help support the the Unhinged Sports Network and to support the Coach Steve Show. Julio and Mac Jones, if they get him going, okay. You've got Bill Belichick there, Josh McDaniels, okay. I don't know who else might be trying to go after him. They wouldn't try to trade him, I don't think, within their division. Do the Colts go after him? They're they're looking to win now, but they've got a good team. Carson Wentz is a question mark. We'll find out. Packers, if I was the Packers, I would be going after him. And depending on what you give up, look, Aaron, we've got Julio. We're ready to win now and win now and the next year. We're ready to go now. So Packers and Patriots need to be the front runners. Or maybe even the Niners. Let's You know, there's different brought up. What are they going to give up? But the Falcons don't want to just give him away either. So maybe it was planned. Maybe Shannon Sharp's a sneaky snake, and this is was planned. It was planned. The call's coming from inside the house. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's just maybe that was planned. Uh, but yeah, he said he's out of there. It was live. There's a legal thing going on because does he have to know it was live? Does he have to know he's being recorded? Maybe. Did Shan Sharp think that they were on a commercial? I doubt it because they got the earpiece thing. Like, hey, we're on a commercial. Hey, we're coming back. I haven't seen anything. That's going to be an interesting thing to see. Um, small report. Um Keep seeing reports that Justin Fields is fighting to be the starter, and that's they keep saying Andy Dalton's going to be the starter, but it's you know Justin Fields keeps saying he's going to do whatever it takes to be the starter. Fans are calling for it. Um, it's you know it could look that way. Does Andy Dalton only get a play, and then here comes Justin Fields? Go listen to me, Brad Nathan, talk about it. I'm not on board, uh, fully on board with the pick. Yet. Yet. Could he be good? Yes. But I don't necessarily trust who's coaching the offense and Matt Nagy. Watching Justin Fields in college, he looks like a one-read guy. Yes, there's times where he can throw the ball, but he can also overthrow the post by 15 yards. He can be inconsistent. Um, When he's playing awful defenses, he did his thing. But he also had a running back, two running backs, actually. One could get him 200 yards, another one can get him a, a buck, a buck 50 that takes pressure off of him to where he can make tough throws and not necessarily worry about it. Or because of that running game, they can call one read stuff because they're sucking up to the run. So these RPOs work. The play action works. Um, the little dump downs to the running backs, because that's what Ohio state was really good with, especially when urban Meyer was there. And then when he left, it was Ryan day. So it, it continued. So these little dump off to these great running backs. Now, we're going to have decent running backs in Chicago, but it's not going to be like that. You're not going to have one running back that's going to get you 200, 250 yards and have another one give you 100, 150. It's NFL. It's not going to happen. We have a guy calling the plays that's going to be run, 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 pass, or pass, 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 or pass, pass, run. Like That's what's going to happen. He's not going to look to get to the outside. He wants to go right up the middle. And what eh, Coach Banster, who's been on the podcast, said, Justin Fields is just a more athletic Mitchell Trubisky, but they're similar to where when you watch them play, they have to move. The pocket has to move. And Matt Nagy did not call it that way for Mitchell Trubisky, where he would be successful like we were in 2018. So to start Justin Fields right away, I don't think so. I think he has to sit. I wasn't big on Andy Dalton either, but at least he's won games. At least he's been in the NFL. Matt Nagy wants a pocket passer. Guess what? That's what you're going to have in Andy Dalton. Justin Fields can kind of do it, but you're going to have to move the pocket for him, which he's not going to do. So let's just slow the roll on Justin Fields being the starter. You know, some of you fake Chicago Bears fans coming out for this or automatically starting to say that he's this and he's that. Ohio State doesn't have a good record with quarterbacks. So everyone needs to slow the F down on this one. Slow down. Um, okay. 
I need to do a whole another podcast on this one. Not going to go through right now the entire NBA. The NBA playoffs started. They had this playing game, which playing game seems stupid because it was a playing game to see who was going to be the seventh seed. And then there was another playing game. Then the loser of the seven. So basically the Lakers and Warriors have played for a playing game. Lakers got the seven seed. So then there had to be another playing game to see who get the eighth seed. How stupid is that? It needs to be, in my opinion, you have one through seven, and then there's a playing game to get to number eight. Like it should be, or there's a play-in to see who's going to be seven and eight. So like when the Warriors lost, they should have been eight. Something like that. Like it makes no sense. The funny thing was LeBron wanted a playing game, and then when he actually had to play in it, he thought it was stupid. But LeBron is one of the softest superstars. Actually, he probably is the softest superstar we have ever seen in sports, especially the NBA. So NBA playoffs are going on. Um, New York Knicks just played last night. They had a sellout crowd. Like I said, I think we beat COVID, and surprisingly in New York, they were allowed to do that. Now, they were stunned by by Young, you know, with Atlanta Hawks. But they're in the playoffs. It's fantastic because I think New York, not rooting for them to win or anything like that, but they, I think they have to be in the picture of playoffs for basketball to be good, especially from way back when, you know, the Knickerbockers and stuff. That, that I think they do. Um, but, but And then the Clippers lose, which people are going after. Um, Brooklyn Nets look fantastic. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks are struggling. Uh, you know, Utah Jazz looks pretty good. Memphis Grizzlies are stepping up. Like, it's it's just, I think, I don't pay attention much to the NBA as much because the NBA is soft. When Kobe retired, especially, I w- I've not been paying as much attention. Just getting to my normal LeBron talk. But I think people need to finally wake up and quit acting like a politician and really step back. And look at what I'm trying to tell you. Yes, some of the stuff I do, I stir the pot. And I do it on purpose. Because I get tired of seeing a lot of things. And one of the things I get tired with is, yes, I kind of do this too. Sometimes I want LeBron James fans to admit things to me and say like, oh, I get, you know, whatever. LeBron fans really want Michael Jordan fans or Kobe fans when they make a debate or say a, 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 a comeback with something. They want us to admit that they're right. But when they say something in the debate and then we say something back, no, you're wrong. So it's politics. It's really like politics. And they want us to admit things are right, which I do. There's things people have said to me about LeBron James where I say, okay, you're right. Yeah, that's true. But then I rebuttal. Well, what about this? Well, let's talk about this. And then if I say something which is right or where that person should say, oh, yeah, yeah, I get it. I see what you're saying. I get it. No, you're wrong. No, that's the idiot. Then they make it personal. LeBron James fans make it personal. Some of you guys need Jesus. Y'all need Jesus. Y'all need something. You make it personal. And that's where I stop. And that's where I start to stir the pot more. And that's where the more of this comes from. Um, like, for example, Kobe Bryant, the Basketball Hall of Fame happened. Um, Kobe Bryant was in and, you know, rest in peace and everybody on that airplane or the helicopter. His wife did the speech for him 
And one of the things brought up was that that made him one of the greatest, um, him and Michael Jordan was, they wanted to play every game because they never knew when they was going to be done. You never, They never knew when it was going to be taken. It's documented how they've talked about this. And one of the things that was said was, you know, she said she asked Kobe before he would play hurt, he played tired, he played sick. Um, and it was a story about how he got to see Michael Jordan play as a kid and he had to sit up in the nosebleeds. And he said that stuck with him because Michael Jordan played all the time. And... Kobe said when he would get in the NBA, that's what he would do. And so she, she, Vanessa Bryant said, you know, oh, I asked Kobe, like, you have to play tonight. Like, you're hurt. You need to play tonight. And he would say yes. And she said, why? And he said, well, what about the kid in the nosebleeds whose parents saved up for a year or so to come watch me play? And I have a personal thing with that going to a Lakers game. Uh, going to see him play the Indiana Pacers in Indianapolis. I think it was a day or two before the game, he rolled his ankle and it swelled to the size of a softball. So going into the game, walking into the stadium or the arena, it was said that he probably wasn't going to play. Sitting in the arena, game time decision, game time comes out there to warm up. It was announced that Kobe Bryant was going to play. So he plays the first half. Um, this is when Steve Nash and Dwight Howard were on the Lakers. He played the first half. He started, and then he, uh, I think he played the beginning of the third quarter, and then he then he stopped. And they asked him about it, and he said, well, there was a ton of Lakers fans in Indianapolis. They were more there for the Lakers than they were the Pacers. Roy Hibbert was on the team, got to see him play. And Kobe even said, like, did you see all the Lakers fans there? They save up to see us play, to see me play. And they they spend that money. Like we play this game for the fans, and I think like in politics, where these politicians kind of forget that we vote them in. They run a campaign, and we vote them in. So they work for us. They represent us, but they have their own agendas. They take bribes. They do this. I think athletes kind of forget that without fans, they're not going to have a job. Yes, they get the shoe deals, but the the fans have to buy those shoes. Yeah, they get commercials, but we have to sit through the commercial. We could just flip over. Yeah, they promote these products, but if we don't necessarily, like, for example, I'll never watch Space Jam 2 because it has LeBron James. Now, because I'm not going to watch it doesn't mean it's not going to make money because people are going to watch it because they're blinded to be fans. I'm not going to wear LeBron James gear. Um, there's things about that that I'm just not going to do because I'm not a fan. Now, this isn't a huge thing. Like Kawhi Leonard has got to be careful and, and Kyrie Irving. Like I'm surprised some of them have fans because of their load management. So one of the rebuttals I had with some, uh, it was a few days ago, just going back and forth on LeBron again. And one thing I brought up was, you know, like LeBron plays the narrative I, and there's times where he's quote unquote hurt and I don't really know. But then he comes out to play. Then he sits down. Then he does this. And it's like, okay, are you really hurt? Like when he was first on the Lakers, he hurt his groin. It was like the first time he was hurt. He sat out for a long time. The Lakers starts, you know, they spiraled. And even worse than when he was playing. They weren't doing that well when he was playing anyway. And then all of a sudden he uh, goes, oh, playoff mode. And it was before the playoffs. He, he promised they get to the playoffs. He comes back and plays for a while. And they don't make playoffs. So I think it was like five games left. He shut it down. 
Then he posts a picture saying, oh, doctors and trainers said I shouldn't play, but I did it anyway. What? Like, you would have to carry Kobe and Michael off in a stretcher. Kobe tore his Achilles and walked. Kobe had a broken nose, broken fingers. He had tweaks in his knees and his ankles. The only time Michael Jordan sat out was when he broke his leg, and then when he did break his leg, he tried to come back and play when he probably shouldn't have. And one of the reasons why they play is because of the fans. I don't think LeBron thinks of the fans anymore. From his antics in the bubble, from this to that, I think he's more worried about himself. He's more worried about what's going on in China. He's more worried about that type of stuff, which well, that's another rabbit hole. So I bring that up, and it was like, that's a soft thing against LeBron is what that was told to me. And I said, you're right, it probably is. But if you want to talk about the greatest of all time, that's going to be something that needs to be brought up. And like, again, like politics, these these athletes sometimes I think forget of why they're there. They're there for the fans. And then it was said to me, well, you know, the regular season doesn't matter. It's not his fault. The regular season is built the way it is to not matter. Um, who, You know, do you think he's really going to care if, if Steve doesn't see him play against the Kings or something? And I don't think you get what I'm saying. If a family, especially during this pandemic, has saved money for this, and NBA tickets can be expensive, they save money for a month, two months, three months, a year, a year and a half, and it's Christmas. Like, here, here's two Christmases. We save this money because you're a LeBron fan. We're going to go watch. Then you show up and it's like, oh, LeBron decided to load manage. Like, that's why he's soft. That's why Kyrie Irving is soft. That's why Kawhi Leonard is soft. Like, players like that, you don't have the Dwayne Wades and the Kobe Bryants and Michael Jordans and Kevin Garnett's and Paul Pierce's where and Tim Duncan's where they want to play all the time and they do it for the fans. So I think these athletes need to forget, remember that for the fans, it wasn't for the fans. And maybe the COVID thing doesn't help because they're not playing in front of fans. Maybe that's what did it. I have no idea. But I just, LeBron fans, like, are you really like, you can't sit there and comprehend what I'm saying when I say like, they're doing this for the fans. All you have to say is, okay, I get it. I get that part of it. But then you can come back to me and I'm going to help you out and say, but yeah, that is a soft thing about being the greatest of all time. And I'll come back and say, absolutely, that is a soft thing to come at. But if you want to nitpick everything about Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, and the fans, I'm going to nitpick, and I'm going to bring that up. I'm going to pluck that. Is that the defining argument or thing? No. But all you got to do is say, yeah, I get it. I get it. There's times he can play every game. Yeah, sometimes it's not about the fan. It looks like it's not about the fans. That's all you got to do. So that's a the rant for that. But going back to the Lakers-Warriors, Another thing they don't want to realize is when it's clear video evidence that LeBron James flops and have put up with it for a while. And over the years, it's just gotten old and it's pissing people off. Then it becomes laughable. It becomes hysterical that this still continues. You want an Oscar? Hopefully Space Jam 2 is so great. You want a freaking Oscar. I won't spend money. You won't see my money for it. LaFlop, LaBrick, LaSoft, softer than Charmin, softer than Michigan basketball. So against Lakers-Warriors, he gets poked in the eye, acts like he was shot, or acts like his dog was out there and was hurt, act like his kid got hurt, looks like he was dying, rolling. We all know, even people called him out that are athletes saying, we know what you're doing, you're just rolling around there taking a break because you don't want to shoot the free throws because you're the worst free throw shooter superstar we've ever seen. So he played that game, then it's tied 100-100, Throws up the three and makes it. Congratulations, you made the three. I'll give it to you. But then guess what? He plays the narrative. He goes, oh, well, when I got poked in the eye, I was seeing three rims, and I just aimed for the middle. 
he's saying that because if he would have missed it, he he had it in his head where he wanted people to know how difficult that shot was. Quote, unquote, I'm seeing three rims. Look how difficult this shot is. Shut up. LeBron, shut up. Shut up. Quit playing the narrative. Quit making excuses. Just say, you know what? I was feeling it. I just shot it. No excuses. But if he would have missed it, he would have said, oh, I got poked in the eye. Did you not see that? And this is where LeBron James fans, you know, for me, like you don't see how he flops. You don't see the video of like an elbow going across and it's this far away from his face, but he flings back, falls on the ground. It's like he's been shot like a sniper. The Coach Steve Show is sponsored by the Launchpad Kickoff Team. If you're a football coach out there, high school, college, NFL, doesn't matter, and you're looking for that edge for your special teams, for your kicker, for the kickoff, onsides, you guys need to go to launchpadkickofftee.com. If you have a younger guy trying to develop the kicker, you want the ball to get to the end zone, you need to go to Launchpad Kickoff Team. This tee gives a coach a strategic options for squib kicks, onsides, everything. It is proven that your kicker will kick off farther. It is legal for NCAA, for high school, okay? The Launchpad Kickoff Tee is a game changer. So if you go to launchpadkickofftee.com slash CSS to use the code CSS, you can get a Launchpad Kickoff Tee for 10% off. So go to launchpadkickofftee.com slash CSS. You can use the code CSS for the Coach Steve Show to get 10% off. Also, there's a bundle. You can get one for 10% off. You can go to two and get more percent off. Or there's an option to buy four. If you click the option to buy the four kickoff tees, if you like it so much, when you use the code CSS, you'll get the fourth one free. So instead of paying full price for all four, you'll get three. So go to launchpadkickofftee.com slash CSS. Use the code CSS. Get 10% off. Buy four to get the fourth one free. This is a game changer, guys. It does more than just hold your balls. Go get the Launchpad Kickoff Tee today to give your kicker an edge for next season. They can't admit that. And so then that's the first flop. Well, then they play the Suns and the Suns won. Go Suns. Chris Paul got hurt, but he comes back and doesn't make excuses. LeBron or Chris Paul or no. Yeah. Shoot a free throw. LeBron comes in, gets boxed out by Chris Paul. He flings like he like a sniper from Call of Duty gets shot, falls, and he's like, oh, a shoulder, a shoulder, a shoulder. So then the Lakers, I don't even know, I don't even care. The players go out to get in the scrum with Phoenix Suns. Did you not see LeBron let go of his shoulder? Look over at the scrum. Oh, the camera's not on me. And I think part of my take talked about this. Oh, it's not on me. So he kind of gets up, walks straight over to where the scrum is, because that's where the camera is. And he leans down like, oh, I was shot. I was shot. Did you not see the sniper? Oh, my God. Oh, I was shot. They're trying to send the check. They're trying to send me the check. Oh, let's go talk politics. Let's go take a break. It's not about the fans. Like the, the flop thing. This excuse stuff. Like, LeBron, stop. The fans, you got to admit this. This is why he's not the greatest of all time. It's it's a part of the conversation. Of He flops. He's not tough. He doesn't want to shoot the free throws. He wants an out. 
He wants an excuse. Kind of like Kyrie Irving now, I think they could win the championship. And when he's saying he's worried about overseas, which we all need to be worried about it, but I think he's saying he's worried about that stuff. So where if they lose, he's like, well, my mind was there. But if he wins, well, my mind was there, but I did this. And he says he's not worried about basketball. And so for me, it's you're not a politician. If that's what you're worried about, go do politics. Go do this. The fans are paying a lot of money to watch you play basketball. They're buying your shoes. They're buying the jerseys. They're buying this. So these NBA guys, I think, forget about the fans. So I think a lot of, if I was Kyrie Irving fan or LeBron fan, I'd hold the line and say, I'm not watching it. I'm not going to pay money to go watch it. I'm not going to buy the shoes. I'm not going to go see Space Jam 2 because you don't really care. You don't care about the fans. You think you do, but you don't. You're not Kobe Bryant. You're not Michael Jordan. You're never going to be. This is why you're not the greatest of all time. And you're not going to be the greatest of all time. I'm sorry. You want to talk about the greatest of all time? Yeah, Michael had his faults. Kobe had his faults. There's a thing called film. There's a thing called championships. There's a thing called leadership. And there's a thing called playing for the fans and playing all out each time for the teammates and the fans, which he doesn't do. And LeBron fans, wake up, smell the coffee, quit being like a politician and accept it. Like you want me to accept things. Accept it. Like how Brad and Nathan are going to accept cryptocurrency to do the podcast. We got a lot to cover. Now, when I start doing multiple shows each week, we won't probably have all this. Real quick, Tony LaRussa, you know, uh, what's a Mercedes? Is that his name? I'm not watching much baseball again. I've been real busy. Baseball's whatever. It was 0-3. It was a 3-0, you know, three balls, no strikes. There was a fastball right down the middle. Uh, the guy for the White Sox hit it, hit a home run, I believe. So Tony La Russa, who should not be managing the White Sox, the White Sox is one of the best teams in Major League Baseball, one of the best young teams, the more upside, and I'm a Cubs fan. It hurts to say that. He said there's it's a disrespectful. He said there'll be consequences, and he'll be talked to, and this and that. Now, when I played baseball, we were told when it's three balls, no strikes, you just don't swing. Now, I didn't know that was an unwritten rule of baseball. I didn't know that was sportsmanship. I didn't know that was disrespectful to the game if you did swing. We were just told to not do it because the percentage of you getting that fourth ball was pretty high. And then even if it, if they threw a strike, you still have a high percentage to get the, the um, fourth ball and walk. I didn't know it was an unwritten rule. I didn't know it was a sportsmanship thing. For Tony LaRusso to call him out in public like that and this like that, you don't do that. Bring him in, just say, you know what? When it's 3 0 like that, we don't swing because the percentage of you getting walked is pretty high. I didn't know that was an unwritten rule, and I played baseball. If someone out there that played baseball wants to correct me, let me know. But yeah, I didn't know that. No idea. So Tony LaRusso is on hot. Like he even said, like, there's a reason why he's on the field or he's on that seat and I have an office or he's in the locker room and I have an office. Like, what? I don't know why they hired him in the first place. Like, you need a younger manager. It's baseball managers or coaches, they need someone younger. So it's unwritten rule. But when you've got a 40, 50 mile an hour fastball, like when I throw it and it's right down the middle and you're young, you're competitive and you want to swing, 
can't get mad. And if you don't really like it, you just bring him in privately. And then when you get asked about it, you just say, oh, yeah, it was something he couldn't resist. He swung. We weren't trying to run up the score. We weren't trying to do this. And then Tony Roos, it's not like when he swings at that, it's going to be a great home run. How many times during the home run um, stuff in the All-Star where they get those perfect slow pitches, are they home runs? No, he just hit it and, it and it did this. So I didn't know this was an unwritten rule in baseball. I just thought it was, oh, when it's 3 nothing, you just don't swing. It's not an unwritten rule. It was just our team rule. I've seen people swing on 3-0. So Tony Russo probably needs to go. It, it's not going to go well. If you're playing okay right now, but later on you're going to screw up even more, you're going to lose the players, they're younger than you by like 86 years, you're going to lose them. So he probably needs to go. I don't know why they hired him in the first place. They need someone else. And I don't like the White Sox. But, I mean, it sucks to see young talent maybe get wasted because the manager is going to say stupid stuff, act like a LeBron or something, I don't know, and lose it. So, yeah. So that's all the sports part I have. Just just a quick um, entertainment thing. Bring up my notes here. Eternals trailer came out for Marvel. You know, we've been patiently waiting. We got Loki coming out as well. And Black Widow will be coming out. But we got the um, Eternals um, trailer. Uh, and it looks great. Uh, it's hopefully going to be one of their best visual ones they've done for Marvel. Hopefully we'll get to see a different side of Marvel and we're going to hopefully see people go back to movie theaters. I'm going to go back and see Black Widow when it comes out. I kind of want to go see Eternals when it comes out. So hopefully we get back to movie theaters and start getting part to that. It looks like we beat COVID with, with the PGA and, and NBA playoffs. Like it looks like it, we're getting to that spot. So just, I love Marvel. You know, we have the geek corner with, with Logan, which we haven't done in a while. Probably because I need to watch the Snyder Cut. So it's not sports related. I think it's just entertainment news that people like that we'll be able to see. So hopefully it's going to be fantastic visually. Hopefully we're going to see a different side of Marvel. And maybe it's going to tie other things from other from the phases one, two, and three to something. Open up something else in phase four. Who knows? But it was just, it's fantastic. Then we got another trailer for Loki where I really think we're going to dive into the multiverse. It's going to be fantastic. Um, but anyway, let me know if you've made it this far in the podcast to leave me thoughts. I'm thinking about two to three times a week, whether it's in the morning, evening, whatever it is to get on and recap sports. Kind of like you see other people do. That's what I've always wanted to do, but then I'll still talk to anybody. I'll talk to coaches. I want this to be a sports thing, but I also want to talk to anybody, coaches, comedians, workers, your average Joe. I don't care. I want to talk to them. So let me know if that's something that makes sense. I have no idea. Um, you got to dive into it. I got to dive into it. This is what's going to happen. Um, or I'll do a GoFundMe to bring Nathan and Brad back and we can get that going. Um, but if you made it this far, I appreciate you guys listening. Please like and subscribe. Please, I'm telling you, please do that. It takes nothing to just click the subscribe. If you like the videos or whatever, Please give it a thumbs up. It takes nothing to do that. Um, the podcast side, whether it's on Apple, please leave a star. If you want to leave a review, great. If not, it's just a star. It's pretty easy. Um, Spotify, if you can leave a rating on there, please do that. Um, on Pandora, please do the same thing. iHeartRadio, it's all on there. Please leave all that stuff. It takes nothing, and it helps me out tremendously. Please 
to make this grow. I'm going to dive into it head first. We're going to try to grow it as much as we can. Um, all about it. So thank you guys for listening. Please, LeBron fans, wake up. Quit being like politicians. And we'll see you guys next time as we continue this ride on the... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 